Let's fucking do this. <laughs> so, context. This is a bonus episode that we... I think we need to do. Because we've been talking about some cr- pretty crazy things. And I have a book that was written by... Well, I should say. It was it was written, but he did a lot of research and he compiled a ton of uh, news articles from Wisconsin. His name is Chad Lewis. He might sound familiar to some of our listeners. Um, He is a paranormal investigator for Unexplained Research uh, Company, and he has a master's of science, a degree in master of science and applied um, psychology. But he's been on a lot of podcasts, a lot of shows. I actually got to see him in person when he was doing a talk when I was a kid. Yeah, Um, he came to Eau Claire. He's very prominent in this area and also in Minnesota. Um, he's written a lot of books. He's done so much and he's, he's awesome. Um, it'd be kind of cool once if we could get him on the show, but. Has uh, he been, has, <laughs> was he involved in like any of the, like, you know, the paranormal shows, the TV shows? His name sounds really familiar to yes. me for some reason. Yeah, you know? he has been. Um, I can't remember any particular names of shows cause he's been like, around um and he's been he's been interviewed a ton he travels and does talks and um he does investigations sometimes he invites the public um it's kind of like a paid admissions type it's a very small group of people he'll take into a haunted house or uh business and they'll look around and talk about things they'll kind of like a um haunted tour almost he does stuff like that um, he's, he's a cool guy. Actually, I think he was recently, well, I shouldn't say recently, but within the last like six months, I want to say he was on uh, the paranormal podcast. He was being interviewed, uh, for cool. a book that he did research on in Minnesota. But this book I have is an old copy. And actually the reason why I thought about this was I was looking at books to send you. <laughs> <laughs> I have this. I have a box of books behind me that I'm sending. You. <laughs> I have um, a box of goodies for you too. I'm just holding. <laughs> I'm holding it until I get everything in there that I want, and then it's just going to be. Heck yeah. It's just going to randomly show up on your doorstep one day. Oh, I'm excited! I know that's what I'm doing too. <laughs> um, I don't know if you want to know or if I should be. If it nope, should be a surprise, nope. but... just surprise me. That'll <laughs> okay. be more fun. Yeah. <laughs> So, actually, I was thinking about including this book to send it's to you super because cool. there's some crazy things in there. And I know that there have been other editions. Um, it's called Hidden Headlines of Wisconsin, the strange, unusual, and bizarre newspaper stories between 1860 and 1910. And um, the book is broken up into uh, different sections. There's bizarre deaths, ghosts, medical anomalies mysterious creatures oddities peculiar people uh psychic phenomena and ufos so we fact the fact that that book is as thick as it is i know that listeners can't see that but i'm just like (laughs) you know wisconsin is weird it is (laughs) weird just like probably scraping the surface (laughs) It, it totally is and i i think that the articles that i found that we're gonna share today really just reiterate what 
kind of things we've been talking about on the show so far and we're just kind of seeing it more in a in-depth personal uh written evidence of things you know it's not just um doing the research and um retelling stories i mean these are actual articles with dates years what journal they came from uh what town they're from i mean this is just crazy um i think we should definitely start with and you know what i'm weird and i sticky noted this entire thing so there's quite a few (laughs) but they're they're really small i think there might be a couple ones that are a little bit longer but they go pretty fast um Why don't we start with an article that was published in the Milwaukee Journal on January 13th of 1899. And the headline reads, so this is, uh, this took place in West Superior. And the article was entitled, Woman May Have Been Buried Alive. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Relatives of Mrs. A.S. Wilfong who is supposed to have died Wednesday night and buried earlier Thursday morning, think the woman was not dead when she was buried. As a few hours before the interment, interment, there's a lot of uh, interesting words used back in the day. So please forgive me. I'm going to be like, oh, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'll back up that, that, that. Oh, another thing to know is that, you know, back in the day, they had so many run-on sentences, it wasn't even funny. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll it's go expensive. back. It's expensive to use, um, use the typeset the- for the periods and the commas, yep. and it's too yep. much. Just it's too much. Let it run on. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, but so basically, where I left off on the intimate, I'll back up a little bit. Um, uh, Thursday morning, they think the woman was dead, not when, not dead when she was buried. As a few hours before the interment was made, she showed signs of animation. Doctors who were in attendance, however, pronounced her dead and the services were held. The woman was in a trance for 15 hours before she was declared dead and it is feared by some that she was in a trance when she was buried. A brother of the dead woman went at once to Duluth where the interment was made to have the grave opened and a certain whether and to a certain whether life was extinct before his sister was buried. Is that the end? That is the end. No. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. They just they leave you in suspense. No. Yeah, I mean, we know how common the premature burials were. Again, right? I think the number would be a lot higher, but people just didn't check, right? They didn't. Exactly. Um, Back then, you could have fainted, and then they'd be like, oh, she died. (laughs) Let's get her out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Before she starts to think. (laughs) Yep, exactly. They did not waste any time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and we have a more in-depth kind of we're looking at the research after the fact with this next case. And unfortunately, um, this only took place a year later, like to the day. Uh, it was once again published in the Milwaukee Journal, January 13th in 1900. This took place in Milwaukee. And the 
Very long headline, by the way. It says, fear their child was buried alive. Mr. and Mrs. Charles Brennan's asked to have the body exhumed. Physicians certified to the death of four-year-old daughter. Other children apparently dead were afterward resuscitated. That was the that is entire the title. Headline. Yep. That could have been Holy the whole God. story. Yeah. <laughs> so in Milwaukee, Mr. and Mrs. Charles Brennan's, and they even give a street address, which we'll, we'll leave that out just in case somebody probably lives there now. Uh, fear that their little child, Mary, age four years, was buried alive in the, oh, different, uh, different town, perhaps. Remember the Cavalry Cemetery we talked about in Whitewater? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this was also a Cavalry Cemetery. Uh, she was buried November 18th, and they have since asked permission of the... There's a lot of typos as well. It says Heath Department. I'm assuming it's Health Department. Health. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) To disinter the remains and satisfy themselves whether or not such was the case. The child was taken ill of scarlet fever and became unconscious and for two days laid in the home like one dead. The attended physician certified to its death and the funeral was held. The mother was ill at the time and did not see the baby before it was carried to its grave. Other children of the family became ill and the parents began the parents changed physicians in the hopes of better results. One of the children lay unconscious for a long time but was resuscitated and it is this fact that leads the parents to the apprehension that the other child was not really dead. The child had been ill but one day before it, it lapsed they referred to children as it apparently. It's throwing me off. Uh, Before it lapsed into the death-like stupor, the health authorities do not believe the child was buried alive when buried, but in order to ally the fears of, or I'm sorry, allay the fears of the parents, a disinterment, that's going to catch me every time, (laughs) (laughs) will be allowed if the request is, is, is insisted upon. Registrar Kuhn of the health department referred Mr. Brennan to Dr. Groskoff, who was charged of the who was the charge of the cavalry cemetery. Dr. Groskoff said, "Oh, very interesting. So, okay, we're just gonna not to pick, not to pick on people, um, <laughs> but they have Dr. Groskoff's name spelt differently, and they're only like a line apart from each other." <laughs> So, which is the way? I I don't know. Um, I tell you, they didn't. Uh, there were no edits. They just were flying job, those papers people. out. Yeah, you, you had, had one, one job. job. <laughs> it's okay. I can't really talk when I start writing things. I'm like, oh, what the. Um. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, they had referred Mr. Brennan's to Dr. Grosshoff, who was the charge of Cavalry Cemetery. And Dr. Grossoff said this afternoon that no request had been made to him, but that he would allow the disturbment if desired in order to relieve the parenting, the parental anxiety. And Can you imagine? That yeah. Um, side note, I had scarlet fever. What? When I was a teenager. 
Yep. There was only one other person in school that had it and he had it first. And it wasn't somebody that I had class with or anything like that. Yeah. So my question is, how did I get it? And nobody else, you know, other than this kid got it. We didn't sit together at lunch or anything like that. That's so weird. Very random. Yep. Turned as red as a lobster. Like I had a full on sunburn. Oh, it was pretty crazy. Oh, I am sorry. I can't even (laughs) imagine. Like you can't lay down. You can't. Oh, it was weird. I had a really high fever. I'm sure that's why they call it scarlet fever. And I just remember I was so sleepy, like so tired, couldn't keep my eyes open, which makes sense, you know, hearing what you were saying about these kids being unconscious, basically. But I mean, we have modern medicine, so I was able to go get right. antibiotics and you're right. you're good to go. <laughs> right. Otherwise, but, back then you had to sleep it off and hope but, they didn't think you were dead. Yeah. But what a weird thing to be like, go to the doctor's office and they're like, your kid has scarlet fever in 1993 <laughs> or whatever. Like, yeah. What? And you're like, huh? <laughs> yeah. I That's recovered. so weird. Well, I'm glad. And you didn't have any like lasting effects or anything, did you? Mm-mm. Nope. Good. Oh, nope. that's so weird. Ugh. The fact that you guys weren't even like next to each other or anything. That's weird. Yeah. And the whole school full of people. And I'd never heard anybody else that contracted it. So Jeez. strange. That is strange. Now I kind of want to dig into that too. <laughs> Be like, what was it that was like the connector? Yeah. Well, scarlet fever was taking out kids all over the place back in the, you know, yeah. in the time frame you're talking about. Yeah. It was like one absolutely. of the highest mortality rates, I think. Yeah. Well, and then look at the time. I mean, we, they were getting hit with different illnesses um, that, I mean, obviously the, um, the big flu that would come like just a couple decades later, not even. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Yeah. Very interesting to look at patterns of that kind of thing as well, just to kind of see, you know, uh, we go next to another article um, about someone that has passed, but this is different. Um, They don't think that she was buried alive, um, but this came from the Eau Claire Weekly Telegram from March 26th of 1903. And the the article, the article title is Yawns Herself to Death. Efforts of Physicians Fail to Relieve Wisconsin Woman. I mean, uh, I feel like we've almost all, all been there. Not to not to make uh, light of this oh, situation, man. but I've never heard of this before. Was she watching a lecture? Was yeah, she right. on a date? Like, Was what she happened? A, yeah, exactly. Was she a college student? We've all been there. <laughs> uh, um, it took place in Eau Claire. So mm, maybe Eau Claire University. No, I don't think it was open then. Uh, after yawning without inter- or interruption for three days, despite oh every effort yeah, to, to relieve her, Mrs. William Henry Jenner is dead. Physicians decided that the woman was suffering from obscure lesions of the brain producing laryngeal spasms mrs jenner unable to sleep yawned until she could do no 
if until she could do so no more from the lack of strength and then died. Wow. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? I wonder they must have done like an autopsy, right? To see you would hope so. The lesions and right. I wonder if there's any modern instances of someone yawning repeatedly. I know hip hiccups are a thing. Like right? people can hiccup forever, forever and ever. Oh gosh, that wasn't that long ago, was it? It was a young girl who had hiccups for like how many days and like she couldn't sleep very well and she ended up having to go into surgery to try to fix her diaphragm. Wow. Yeah, that I was, hadn't heard that. Yeah, that was oh gosh, I remember hearing about that when I was either in middle school or high school. It was on some night talk show or something. Yeah, I it think was, they used um, seizure medication for certain instances, too. If it's really, you know, I don't know too much. why, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's so odd. And then you're like, how do you, how do you, I mean, I don't want to find out. Me I, either. Something to know about me. And I don't know if you've ever, you probably haven't. Um, for listeners, just a reminder, Hallie and I have never met. In person. In person, yeah. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to share some, like, deets on that later, too. Um, so, long story short, we've never met in person, but we found out recently that we're actually related in a very odd way. <laughs> um, it's a very cool way, actually. It's a very cool way. Um, odd, we, but cool. Very odd. But um, we freaked out quite a bit. And... We don't know how we got here. That will be an episode for later. We're going to do an origin story episode for our well, year anniversary. <laughs> yeah. And we're basically cousins. Mm-hmm. I mean, cousins. in some respect. Yeah. Linked through Laura Ingalls Wilder. Who happens to be a writer and we yeah. are both writers. And we're both writers. It's just, this is so weird. <laughs> this is, It's crazy. The The weird how we met and everything. Oh, it's crazy. And that will be in its own episode because. But how do we how do we get here? (laughs) What were we even talking about? We're talking about hiccups. Yeah. (laughs) So um, I have the weirdest (laughs) and yawns. Yeah. I have the weirdest fucking hiccups. Um, So if you hear them, I I apologize. (laughs) We might have to edit them out if I ever happen to have one while we're recording because they're weird and it sounds like I stepped on a squeaky toy and (laughs) usually I only get one and they're done. If I get more than one, they start turning into these shrieks and then I have them for like 20 minutes. Oh my gosh, now I have to hear you hiccup one day. It's It's a goal of mine now. It's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. What do you do? What's your uh, method to get rid of them? Um, I actually have been trying just lemon juice, straight up lemon juice. Um, That usually works. Sometimes if I get in the big fits, um, they they don't help. I've tried a lot of different things and sometimes I can't get it to just, (laughs) it's got to wait itself out. And I think that's why I keep thinking of that girl that ended up having it. Cause I was like, how did you fucking manage for like days of this? Like you just don't, uh, you just do what you have to do. Yeah. Right? I have a really weird one for you. I'll tell you my routine is uh, vinegar. Oh, 
like straight I up. Drink straight up vinegar. I've done Ooh. that since I was a kid. But I read something or I didn't read something. It was a like a reel that was going around. And the guy said that we hiccup because there's something in our DNA that's connected to fish. What? <laughs> and that, you know how fish do that thing, like that gulpy thing? Yeah, the he said, or whatever. All you have to do is say, I am not a fish. I am not a fish. I am not a fish. And he's like, I swear it works every single time. Are you serious? Oh my gosh. Try I'm gonna do it. That's all I'm saying. Just try it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to. If you if you end up hearing like this random long ass pause for me and then just whispering, I am not a fish. Yeah, you'll know. But I, I'm sure that you'll be hearing the hiccup because that thing is ridiculous. That's funny. I don't. We just went on a wild tangent. We did. <laughs> Sorry about that. We have we have some more articles. Um, kind of an interesting one that I found, and I I had to share it because we just did the whitewater episode. Um, there is an article from the again the Milwaukee Journal. Um, from March 29th of 1902, and it's entitled Spiritualist School, Wisconsin to have the first of the kind ever established. Very our, cool. Yeah. And of course, it takes place in Whitewater. Anybody remember the Morris Pratt mm-hmm. Institute? So the article That's says, cool. right? I'm like, oh, dude, so cool. Um, we should really see if we can do like an extended research episode on that since they still exist now and they moved to Milwaukee. Um, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, So of course uh, this takes place in Whitewater and the article reads the first distinctively spiritual school ever founded is to be opened in Whitewater next September. It is to be called the Morris Pratt Institution and to have its quarters in a large brick building erected some years ago by Mr. Pratt, a prominent spiritualist, at a cost of $40,000. Must be nice. Anyway, (laughs) I know it was more back then, but you know. Uh, Mr. Pratt has deeded the house to a board of trustees and promised to endow the school to the extent of $10,000 provided an equal sum to be raised by the spiritualists of Wisconsin. So that's something interesting that that was a group prior to the school being open. Uh, Psychic science will be taught in addition to the regular branches. The board of trustees is made up of, Ooh, interesting. Do we want to know all these names? Uh, you can make up fake names if you want. Yeah, just in case. Um, I'm sure people are still, uh, well, not alive, but, you know, related to them. So there's a ton of people. Let's just put it that okay. way. <laughs> um, so after the names, it says, in addition, the president of the National Spiritualist Association and the president of the Wisconsin Spiritualist Association are members of the board. Ex officio. That's what it says. <laughs> the annual rate convention of the Wisconsin Spiritualist Association. Wow. Tongue twisters today. A lot um, of words. A lot of words. Uh, will be held in Milwaukee April 15th through the 17th in Lincoln Hall. 
more names that we're not going to say just in case people are related and such will act as test medium and among the speakers will be more names that we're not going to mention just in case people are related. Uh, President of the State Association is now here making arrangements for the convention. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So uh, now we get into oddities that um, is very, very strange that you had sent me that video earlier talking about <laughs> giants. Well, like, that's what odds. we do. We, yeah. we sync up all the time. We do. It's it's so fucking crazy. We have to do a full, I feel like we need to do a full episode on it if there's enough. I agree. Uh, yeah. I think there would totally be enough content um, just in the, and I am not even covering all of it. But um, there's quite a few, actually, in here that talk about giants. Um, well, that yeah. we could also pull in from other areas where these things have been recovered, too. Yeah. You know, globally speaking. Exactly. Because I know, well, the I knew about the video you sent me, I knew that they had dug up an entire mound, but, um, yeah, I just, it's crazy to me. It's gotta be other places. Well, and you think about in some folklore, especially in the Scandinavian countries about giants, um, there's, and I mean, it's referenced in all kinds of historical documents. So, just briefly, though, it's very, um, very interesting. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm not getting ahead of myself here. Yeah, no, okay. This is the first article about giants. And then I've got another one. So this first one that I'll read about, it came from the Eau Claire leader. Uh, from November 27th, 1907, and the article entitled, article title, I can't talk today. (laughs) It's early. It is early. (laughs) You're forgiven. Thank you. And no coffee today. Oof. I tell you. The article's called Digs Up Skeleton Near Lake Ripley. So, naturally from Lake Ripley, uh, the 11th skeleton that has been dug up in this neighborhood in the last five years was discovered by, insert name here, while he was excavating for his home on Lake Ripley. The skeleton was entire and is supposed to be that of an Indian. An unusual feature is the double set of teeth on the lower jaw. The skeleton measured six feet three inches from head to base of foot. It will no doubt be presented to the state of historical museum at Madison by such and such person. So do they consider that a giant? Uh, A small giant, which I find very weird because a lot of people are, I mean, six, three, six, three. Yeah. Yeah. Here's where it gets a little more interesting because if we're, if we're going to dig into this, maybe that was not a fully matured adult. That's true. Yeah. Um, because there's this other article is pretty interesting. And I know 
there were a couple of excavations, when, mm-hmm. and including the mound that was in that video you sent me, where they were finding artifacts along with the skeletons. So it would be very interesting to see how far back truly they go and if there was any overlap with some of the other tribes that were living in the area because there are um there are native american tales of giants too so yeah oh it's a, it so many cultures story. talk about it yeah and i mean it's even in the bible and yeah so exactly i, just, I don't understand why they want to keep it quiet Right. That's the part that gets me is yeah. what what would it change? Right. It's like, oh, cool. There were giants. Like, why can't we? <laughs> there were dinosaurs at one time. There aren't well, any yeah. more. So. <laughs> exactly. It makes you wonder. And I'm very interested in this topic because yeah. they do say oh, that. Definitely. Right? And they always say that in stories and legends and other things that is based somewhat in truth. So who knows? Uh, this next article came from the Cashin record from October 1st of 1909 from Fairyville. And the article was eight foot skeleton found. The skeleton was a prehistoric man, which is assembled indicated that being whose bones were found by somebody from Fairyville measured eight or nine feet in height, has been unearthed near Viroqua and has attracted great curiosity and attention. Together with the skeleton are many other bones of the same nature and larger than the normal size. Three complete jaw bones have been found among the collection in which, in each of which all of the teeth are intact and perfect. Although in one of these specimens, the molars have been shortened by wear to the level of the gums. A, per, a peculiar, peculiarity. I can't even tell. That's it. a you hard word to say. <laughs> Welcome to um, me not being able to talk today. Sorry, listeners. Uh, the peculiarity of the teeth is that the molars are worn more on the left side than on the right, indicating that being in life chewed and gnawed principally on that side. The skeleton and bones were unearthed in the mound, as it is thought that the bones are from the mound building age of men who have lived centuries before the white man discovered America. (laughs) (laughs) Um, just that last bit, um, well, sitting in 2023, clearly we know that's not the case, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's funny. There's like, oh, it's strange that this guy was chewing on one side. Um, uh, I pretty much always choose chew on this side. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I always favor one side over the other. I do too, actually. Um, and apparently that's bad. Probably. I Yeah, I heard somewhere that that means something isn't aligned in your spine and like it sets your jaw off Oh, well, I know slightly. that for sure. Oh, dude. Mine, <laughs> I am sure. I'm like yes. this all the time. <laughs> oh, I know. I feel I'm like I'm- the bent neck lady. Oh, dude. The, you know that show? What is it? <laughs> um, Haunting of Hill House? I'm the mm. bent, bent neck lady. Oh, yeah. I Oh, God. 
Yeah, she... Mm, I fear that will be me one day. That was creepy. Oh, that was creepy. Ugh. Talk a lot about shows, I've noticed, but... Hey, that's what... I like shows. I do I'm a nerd, so... <laughs> me too. That, that show is excellent. I love that show. So- I want to rewatch it. It's been... I watched it, like, right when it came out. I binged it. Um, Me too. And then I'm like, hmm, that sounds really good right now. Especially since today, over here anyway, is very overcast and nasty. It's a perfect day for that. <laughs> um, now we're getting into some other insane stories. Um, this one is from Milwaukee Journal once again, and it comes from October 10th of 1900. And the headline says, Madison girl wears shoes made from human skin. Oh. Yeah. Did she know Ed Gain? <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I'm starting to think. I'm like, hmm, this, there seems to be a trend here. <laughs> um, and this took place in Madison. And um, we'll just maybe say Miss Downing. So we're not giving a full name that they give here. So Miss Downing is wearing a pair of low shoes made from human skin sent to her by a Madison boy who was attending a medical (gasps) college in Chicago. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) How would you feel? Even if they're not like, if they're kind of like sweet on each other and they're like, oh, send me gifts. And he's like, babe, I sent you these shoes. And they're covered in human skin. I'd be like, oh, my oh God. how nice. Um, I'm actually uh, busy now for Thanksgiving, so please don't come up here. Um, I think we should be seeing other people. <laughs> was it H.H. H. Holmes? Where was he? Uh, he was in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't be a far stretch, I guess. But it doesn't give the name, I don't think. Uh, no, it doesn't. Creepy. It just calls him the Madison boy. Uh the shoes, they go into detail. The shoes are a light tan color with black toes. Oh, no. And black stitching. That's disgusting. Yeah. And they are very pretty. That, and I Who quote said they're from pretty? the article. That's what it <laughs> says. The, the journalist said they are very pretty. And Miss Downing is very proud of them. So apparently uh, two birds of a feather there. They're into that kind of thing she paraded the streets this morning accompanied by two girlfriends and exhibited the shoes to a great many curious people they didn't include a photo did they no they didn't unfortunately i I wish they did um oh can you imagine what they look like these shoes possessed additional interest to miss downing from the fact that the skin from which they are made was taken from the leg of an unknown man who was murdered in the streets of Chicago. This lady had some some issues. Yeah, and clearly this Madison boy who might have been sweet on her does too. He might have uh, murdered a guy and dude, right? Sent her the shoes. Oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> no thank you. I no love thanks. leather, but just not human leather. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> I got my like, leather how you, jacket. How do you protect those from the rain? You don't. But you luckily, like... you know, now it's more faux leather than anything else. So you can have that in the rain. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but back then, they... no way. <laughs> I wonder if they wrinkle up in the rain. <laughs> oh! 
Ah, oh, my shoes are a bit pruny. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, God, that's so bad. Like, I know. Oh, oh, <laughs> just like, mm. Mm. I love to shock you. I just I <laughs> try to make that a goal every single episode. <laughs> well, Say you... something terrible <laughs> you are pretty successful every fucking episode there is something that i'm like ah like every time <laughs> oh god and uh, you know what this is one of the longer articles too that we're talking about today it's the people are just fucking fascinated with these damn shoes but oh uh mrs downing so must have been the girl's mom in speaking of the matter, showed considerable pride in her daughter's shoes and said she knew of no reason why she should not wear them. Uh, And I quote, uh, my daughter is a member of the Presbyterian Church, says her mother. One of the church members said to her, I do not see that there is any sin in it. And a off quote there. Hmm. Mrs. Hmm. Downing explained the manner in which students work in the dissecting rooms. And she says, quote, you know, end quote, she said, quote, the first thing they do is peel the body, end quote. She said that her daughter had a picture sent to her where the boys were peeling bodies. Oh, no. Ah, uh, yeah. I Ms. mean, Downing. That even in itself, taking a photo would have yes. been like a difficult, it's not like today, you know no, what I mean? Like that exactly. would have taken some time to set up and actually do the photograph. Right. Uh, uh, like, mm. but, how are you like, okay with wearing, uh, mm. especially since like the the guy unfortunately met a bad end too. It wasn't like he died of natural causes or anything. The dude was murdered, man. Yeah. Oh, it goes on to say that <laughs> apparently the journalist had something for her too, but uh, Miss Downing is a pretty girl, 18 years of age and was grad and that's a very weird way to say that. And was graduated from the high school last june okay i guess it's different then there's not as many high schools or what uh her father mr downing is a traveling man miss downing received more than enough tanned human hide to make the pair of shoes more than enough it says she is end quote thinking up something else to make out of the remainder perhaps a pocketbook so gross Mm. Dude, like how common well, you shocked was it? me on that one. Yeah, shocked me. <laughs> oh. I mm. And if this made a news article and people were not really that phased by it, why in the H? Like was this more common than what we thought back in the day? Oh, well that's that was my thought is you yeah. know, you're coming off the like that century where people are just into weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Really weird and shit. No respect for the dead. None. At all. Oh. I don't know. Her, her boyfriend might have been the original 
Ed Gein. <laughs> well, yeah. Been. When was Ed Gein born? Uh, I'm not sure. I think he. I want to say like early 1900s, right? Wasn't he active in like I... 30s, I 40s? Know. Somewhere in there, up. I think. Uh, I'm probably a bad Wisconsinite because I don't quite know. Um, but I think you're right. I think it was in that time frame. Um, because I think if I remember hearing one of the stories correctly, um, his parents were, well, his mom anyway, was pretty strict with things because she grew up in the depression and like nothing in the house was wasted and stuff like that. So that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. So this next one is uh, a little, we're we're going to get into some more things about why things were just crazy back then. Uh, we're going to talk about people um, that were getting divorced and um, from acts of spiritualism, like seances. Um, there's an article about that. And hmm. there's also an article about, a friend group that was trying to hypnotize their friend into not marrying someone. And those, yeah, those are the last two I have for you just to kind of give a little insight into how things work. I just have to preface that everybody needs a friend like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sometimes. I can appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and that article, so that will be the last one about the friends that tried hypnotizing the intended bride out of the marriage. Um, I'll end with that one because um, that one's quite quite interesting, um, <laughs> especially for where they were going to get married. But we'll get to that. Okay. Um, this This second to last one is from the... Sorry, you're probably hearing flipping pages. I'm actually reading from a physical book today. Um, This is also from the Milwaukee Journal. Uh, This this was published on February 2nd of 1901, and this took place in Milwaukee. The article headline is, Spiritualism Figures in Many Divorce Cases. Information revealed in seance causes many family quarrels with serious results. It was the ancestry before ancestry. Yeah. The article reads, attorneys say that there has been a noticeable reoccurrence lately of divorce proceedings in which the cause of marital disagreement has been due to the work of alleged spiritualistic mediums. It is the practice, particularly in the northwestern part of the city among the German-Americans, for the women to hold afternoon gatherings, usually uh, uh, ostensibly. I'm so sorry. I am going to mess up words again. Uh, The Cafe uh, Kolachki's, in which a medium is generally present and experiments in spiritualistic phenomena are the main diversions so a really really cool um fun fact about wisconsin up even into the 1900s and there's still a place called germantown 
Um, there were a lot of German, German immigrants that came over in a very short amount of time and they settled in certain areas of southern Wisconsin. Uh, and for a long time, there were, I think, Germantown and then there were a couple of other towns. They actually published all of their newspapers in German. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. And so there were one of the towns still has a an old original sign that was completely in German and it would give it gave the town name like welcome in whatever the town name was. I'm so sorry. I can't remember. Um, and then there would be like directions underneath. It was really cool. That's neat. Um, yeah. But I digress. I'm getting nerdy about <laughs> about cultures. Uh, so <laughs> the article goes on to say, um, so absorbed in the practice do the women become that they govern themselves in accordance with the spiritual advice received and domestic discord of times results. Uh, Judge, Judge Ludwig's court has been the theater of a divorce proceeding of the sort indicated, and for three days the spectators' seats have been crowded with housewives from that used to be called the Wooden Shoe District of the North Side, most of whom were witnesses. The suit for divorce was brought by a person uh, who was a grocer at Buffum and Hadley Streets who alleged that as a result of neighborhood seances, his wife, the man's wife's name, had become abusive toward him and suspicious as to the intentions towards her. She imagined that he had designed on her life and frequently called him a Lutgert. Uh, I don't know what that means. We should look that up. That yeah, is, I'll look it up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Spell it's it? German. It is L-U-E-T-G-E-R-T. Apologize uh, to our German listeners. Shout out to our German listeners, by the way. We know oh, you're yeah. there. Yeah. Danke. Thank you so much. Seriously, Donka Donka. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I apologize if that offended I'm anybody. Very slow. <laughs> you want me to reread it? No, I just I'm typing. I'm having an issue typing here. Okay. Oh no! Translation. But please feel free to continue on. Yeah, I gotta find my spot again. I got all nerdy. Um, so. And frequently called him that word and similar suggestive names. He claimed that she had spiritual information that he had but a year to live and that she was planning as to use to be made of his life insurance of $2,000. On her part, the wife claimed that her husband was cruel to her and the family appears to have split even in the matter as one of the grown-up sons sat with the father in court while the other occupied a seat beside the mother. A well-known attorney who was present during a part of the trial said that he personally knew of 12 recent divorce cases in which the spiritualistic feature was figured into the case. Hmm. That seems a little suspicious, if you ask me. I agree. I think, um, well, I mean... We know this throughout history that people took advantage of things and they used some pretty insane excuses. 
So I can't find a translation for it. Really? Um, yeah. Interesting. Google Translate is failing me right now. No. Hmm. Trying again. Huh. Yeah, I don't. I'm not not pulling anything for that. Uh oh. Well, it, hopefully it wasn't a very offensive. Term. <laughs> I feel like it might have been. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's not pulling up. <laughs> yeah. I hope not. Um, when I so my apologies, um, for using that word if it was offensive at all, especially to um our our German listeners, especially since this was from a German town. Um, it says. I, so I Googled it. I was like, what does this word mean? And it kind of looks like it's a last name of someone. So maybe That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So maybe it was just something like, you know, kind of like Accusatory? in the phrase. Yeah. You, like, you've been messing with this person or something? Yeah, maybe. Or like, don't be <laughs> such a, mm, you know, like how we say keeping up with the Joneses or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, don't be a. Don't be yeah. a Johnson or, you know, yeah. something. I don't know. No offense to Johnsons either. Just saying. <laughs> but hey, maybe German oh. listeners might know and they can tell us. Yeah. Maybe it's like a awesome. cultural thing. Maybe. That would be really cool. So if you're listening out there and we haven't offended you enough that you've turned the episode off yet, can you let us know what that means, please? <laughs> uh, that would be amazing. So. Last article, and then we'll we'll leave your earworms be because I feel like your earworms are like what the fuck, people? This today. Um, so <laughs> this article is from the Eau Claire Leader, um, which is now I, I've said that a couple of other times. Um, it is now known as the Leader Telegram. It usually is um, in most cases where it says like we Oshkosh Leader or whatever um, is now called Leader Telegram. Uh, This article was posted August 2nd of 1906, and this takes place in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The article entitled is Intended Bride Hypnotized. Friends of Kenosha Girl Attempt to Prevent Marriage. (laughs) (laughs) The friends of the bride-to-be of the city, Kenosha, are making every possible effort to prevent her marriage to the husband-to-be, a bartender employed at the Powers Lake Hotel in this county. Judge so-and-so of Kenosha County Court and Justice so-and-so of the city yesterday refused to marry the couple and both declared that in their opinion the girl was under hypnotic spell. The couple... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The couple left Powers Lake stating that they were going to Indiana to get married. That's insane. Yeah. Craziness. <laughs> and that is I just like, a, a little take. Yeah, I definitely feel like uh, everybody could use a friend like that once in a while. Right? Be like, mm, you see what you're doing? <laughs> and they you actually... See- didn't allow them to go through with it that is yeah but the fact that you know what did what did that necessarily mean yeah Yeah. (laughs) that girl was hypnotized because she would never marry that um when she was fully conscious (laughs) 
mean, he I was mean, a bartender. Yeah, so bartender might have been uh, nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that, though. No, not at all. I nothing know bartenders. They're cool people. But, but back you know, back in that day, maybe it was a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe maybe that it time was a frame. scandalous profession. Yeah, because it would have been that would have been before prohibition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Maybe. Could have been. Those are some you know, pretty crazy headlines. Yeah. All from Wisconsin. And we know that this isn't the only weird state, but boy, does it really just take the cake sometimes. Now that you mentioned that, you know, I have a couple of books on my Kindle that are um, old articles and they're related to cryptids and <gasps> all flying like lights and ufos and yes. i have to maybe i can do a follow-up of my own i would um, love that and it's all over so it's just it's not just um here in oregon which there would be plenty i'm sure mm-hmm. it's a collection but it's pretty cool there's that some awesome. some bigfoot type stuff in there and weird creatures so yeah maybe nice. i'll do a follow-up one that would be fun we should totally do that. I love that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. It's so crazy. And it's all fair game because the articles are so old. You you know, it's not right. like it's under copyright or anything at this point. Um, right. I think, what is the what is the year now that everything is within public domain? Is it like 96 years or something like that? Is it 200 years? Is it or 150? Oh, is it that long? That might be. There's a lot to look at game at this point. Yes, totally. Um, there would be so much to cover. That would be such an excellent follow up. Print. Let's see. I'm having the worst luck today looking things up. That's okay. <laughs> no, I it's up. okay. You, I give up. You're having that. I'm having the. <laughs> I can't speak. Uh. <laughs> Which is horrible for recording. My apologies. I think it's just fine. <laughs> okay, good. Because I'm like, oh. You know, when you read an article nowadays, some of those phrases would never be used. And how people spoke the language back then was different. So a lot of tongue twisters. And, oh. I think oh, they yeah. cheated when they were printing stuff, too. So I oh, think they were trying to keep uh, it yeah. cheap and easy. They weren't proofreading. As no. I was reading, I was having to reword some things because it was not proofread. <laughs> <laughs> that is a wrap on these crazy-ass articles. And we want to thank our Patreon listeners for bearing with me trying to f- pronounce and say things today. <laughs> um, thank you, looky-loos, you freaky friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We gave extra applause because mm, that probably was a rough thing to listen to. <laughs> I didn't know how long it was going to run, to be honest, and it still has like another 36 seconds. So I was like, okay. Oh, serious? Well, yeah. <laughs> we're new to the sound effects, but we're, we're digging it. Uh, <laughs> so we got... Uh, our looky glues, our freaky yes. friends, deadly darlings, and our macabre hotties. Thank you so much. We fucking love you. 
<laughs> we fucking love you. Thank you so much for being a part of our experience, part of our show. We love giving you content. And seriously, if you have more that you want us to cover, if there are personal stories that you want to share with us, go on to our website. Give us the goods. We want to hear from you. And we want to experience more. So thank you so much, Patreon. Yeah. And you can even comment within the Patreon platform too if there's you know feel free to comment on a video if it makes you think of something else that you want to hear more about um that's an easy way as well yeah um and then the facebook group definitely join the facebook group we need more people in there just so you can see kind of what's coming up because i would assume if you're accessing patreon you're probably not going on to the the main platforms the podcast mm-hmm. platforms because you'll right. get access to everything ad free right um, but at least that way you can kind of see what's coming up next heck yeah and there is some good shit coming up next good good stuff <laughs> coming up for the rest of the year yes for sure agreed more to come on that we'll see you next time bye <laughs> bye <laughs>